Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is Taylor. Wait, my name is Matt. Sorry. <laughs> got all confused. You're getting ahead of yourself. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm you excited. You got so into this album. I did. That you changed your name. I did. I didn't know your real name for a long time. That's right. So for all I know, it could be Zachary Taylor. Your parents named you not after James Madison, but after Zachary Taylor. Another really famous president. What do we know about him? The only Zachary president? Okay. <laughs> is, that, is that it? I was a history teacher, and I know a pretty good deal about history, but man, I couldn't tell you one thing about Zachary Taylor. I probably forgot he was a president until you just said his name. I bet he was named in the uh, the Simpsons play. Oh, probably. The mediocre yeah. presidents. <laughs> That's right. We are the mediocre presidents. You won't find our faces on dollars or on cents. There's Taylor, there's Tyler, there's Fillmore, and there's Hayes. There's William Henry Harrison. I died in 30 days. This is our listener's choice award, yes. and we had a pretty exciting competition this we time did. around. So in years past, what we've done with our listener's choice contest is we've asked our Finest Works fans to write a review and let us know what album they'd like for us to talk about. This year, we mixed up a little bit different. We asked for fan art, which, you know, had no idea where that was going to go. So many good entries for that. And along with that, a variety of uh, albums thrown into the mix for a potential listener's choice contest. Y'all almost made me have to listen to John Popper Mouth Shred Yes. harmonica for hours and hours i'm so glad i didn't have to listen to him we got a lot of good album suggestions the final two head-to-head in the voting was previous guest and designer of our logo steven shingler who recommended kind of blue by miles davis which would have been interesting to talk about a jazz album man you think having us talk about relationships is tough to listen to <laughs> imagine us talking about jazz i kind of wish there was some scatting going on just so i could like talk about some form of lyrics we had nothing and then the other head-to-head was taylor swift's folklore presented by your offspring that's right taylor swift won 52 to 48. So it was a close one. It was close. It was close. We have a special listener's choice this time around because we actually have in the studio with us my favorite Swifty, my daughter, (laughs) MC. Welcome, MC. Welcome. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What am I supposed to say to that? (laughs) Thank you for welcoming me. (laughs) That's perfect. That's it. You got the hang of it. Yeah. Chip off the old block. I thought you were going to say my favorite daughter. (laughs) I was like, really? (laughs) Congratulations, MC. Yes. On uh, winning the illustrious title of Finest Work Songs Listener's Choice. Most people have to get to their 20s or 30s to have like a momentous life moment. It happened pretty early for me. I'm so proud. (laughs) One thing we love to do here on Finest Work Songs is read some of the emails we get sent to our Gmail account, finestworksongs at gmail.com. Devoted, sincere fans. Oh my gosh, just the most passionate fan base. Yeah. Like Santa in the North Pole. Just getting letters from from kids all over the world. And this is a little segment we call Kenny Gmail. (laughs) This Kenny Gmail comes from Erwin underscore... Hardano at yahoo.com. And this is in reference to our Feist, the reminder of a pie. People love that one. And I think you'll see why. With okay. this Erwin writes, has anyone vaped Dead Sea vaping e-juice? <laughs> That's a good question. Dead Sea? Dead Sea vaping, vaping e-juice. What's e-juice? e-juice? Is that 
virtual vaping? You put on the virtual oh, stuff. Oh, the you VR know? glasses. The, yeah, the like VR. Oculus. There's like a virtual vape pen. Oh, I bet you're right. And all of a sudden, you're like transported to the Dead Sea where you're vaping where any you're vaping. juice. <laughs> Maybe so. That's a good question. Do you vape any juice? What is vaping? You're a big vaper, aren't you? <laughs> Not. No? no? Are they called vapors? We've got a high schooler in our midst. We should ask. <laughs> we do. We have a high schooler here. <laughs> we do. You kids like to vape, don't you? <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of vaping in the In the hallways. Everywhere. Of high That's what I heard. Yep. Everywhere. I've heard that they hide it in their sleeves. Oh. They do. Well, and actually, then, I don't think anyone does like at my school because, I don't know, I feel like they would get caught. They just have to go to the bathroom and then they go do it. And like the teachers don't, they can't say that they can't go to the bathroom. Mm. I don't know that much about it, obviously, but I do know that it does happen a lot. Okay. Do you think if Motley Crue were big today, they would remake the song and call it Vaping in the Boys' Room instead of smoking? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Someone's got to do that. We get a lot of emails about vaping, <laughs> and yet we don't know really what it is. It's, it's apparently on high schoolers' Christmas list. <laughs> I don't want an Xbox this year. I just want my own vaping pen device. Yeah. <laughs> if there are any listeners out there who have any information on the, the Dead Sea e Dead Sea. Is that specific yeah. flavor, brand? Yeah. Whatever it Hit is. Hit us up and let us know. Yeah. And we'll pass do. it along to... Erwin. That's another installment of Kenny Gmail. Thanks for all the emails. Just keep them coming. Finestworksongs at gmail.com. As always, we like to start with our memories. MC, what is your memory of Taylor Swift's Folklore? When Folklore came out, we were at the kind of river house mm-hmm. in Tennessee. and That it was we just rented, like, folks. Yeah. This podcast isn't doing that well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, was, y'all's river house is in Kentucky, not Tennessee. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we're not bougie enough for Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said that we're not bougie enough for tennessee <laughs> that's great yeah it was like in the middle of the woods and you had to like drive a bunch like up a mountain and stuff to it get was to in it. the national forest yeah yeah it was like a really really great place to first listen to folklore because it's basically where she recorded studio. the album well she recorded <laughs> the studio i mean the album at her house okay but there was a um film she made on Disney Plus, where she went with Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dessner. They went to Aaron Dessner's, like, I don't know if he has more, but there's, like, this studio place called the Long Pond Studios. And you and Mom kept telling me, remember, you were, like, look on Pinterest. Yeah. Look on Pinterest, like, the whole day. I, like, was going on it a lot in quarantine, and you thought that I was going to, like, see the album announcement on yeah. Pinterest. So you kept asking me, you are like, have you gone on Pinterest yet today? And I was like, no, gosh, <laughs> like, what is it? Like, usually you're telling me to get off Pinterest. That's Why right. do you want me to get on? <laughs> so if I you're going to be an influencer, you got to put in the work. Get <laughs> on Pinterest. And so I did, and I was like, okay, like, I went on Pinterest. And you were like, did you see anything? And I was like... <laughs> no pinterest is an instagram like what do you want me to see <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and so and so finally she just like gave up and she showed me a, like on instagram yeah at first it was just like a picture of the woods and i was like oh that's nice <laughs> i don't know what to think of this and then it was like another picture of the woods and there were nine in all and yeah. after the fifth i was like what is this like great taylor loves nature <laughs> like yeah. what so you saw the picture of all the woods yeah i saw the picture of all the woods and then the album announcement and i was just like freaking out yeah she had just released lover less than a year ago yep. it had been 11 months ago and so it was like really really crazy and a little bit scary this is why swifties are scared all the time because <laughs> she just surprise drops stuff like Every single day. So you're not really a fan? You're in fear of your overlord? No. Well, I mean, it's kind of both, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember the next day you, you woke up 
and you went and listened to it by yourself. I woke up at like seven or something because I was so excited, but I was just so tired. And I was like, I'm just going to sleep a little longer. Then I was like, what am I doing? Taylor has a new album. Yep. Like what? And so I went out to the main room and I was like, good morning. Are you excited to listen to folklore? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, may I please have your phone? And she was like, you don't want to listen to it with us. And I was like, no, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I need to have this experience by myself. And she was like, okay. I have to admit, I was not the biggest fan at first. It was just so different from like the straight, just like pop lover that I was like, not sure if I liked it or not. It's such a slow and like sad album. I was not used to that from Taylor at all. It had all been like, and- She's a pop artist. Yeah, she's a pop artist. And now she's indie too. And she used to be country. So she's her own genre. And then we all listened to it and you were like, wow, this is really good. Because it sounds like the national. Mom saw- That's why you went to the national forest. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I told you there'd be dad jokes, MC. Oh no, I know. When I when I first listened to your podcast yesterday, yeah. I was like, first wow, time. there's a lot of dad that's the jokes. Support, that's the support I get from my family. Oh, Matt is, I'm sorry. She listened the the first time yesterday. MC's yeah. like, I don't need to hear you talk about music on a podcast when that's all you no, do. No, it's yeah. all you talk about regularly. Yeah, preaching at me about the Beatles. Anytime we say anything, Dad's like. The Beatles did it first. We wouldn't it's be because here without of the Beatles. Them. That's right. <laughs> All right. That was a really cool place to first hear folklore. It was perfect. All right, Matt, what about you? What is your memory of Taylor Swift and folklore? Did I ever tell you that my father was a world famous paleoclimatologist? No. Years ago, he was one of the first ones to warn everyone about climate change and what could happen if we don't do something about it. 2004, and dad was up in the Arctic Circle doing research. He was trying to get anyone who could listen to pay any attention to his warnings because he could see the writing on the wall. He's up there working one day. No one's paying him any mind. And a huge glacier sheet shears off this this, this glacier uh, into the ocean. And he's like, this is it. It's going to happen now. At the same time, I was in New York with some friends doing an academic decathlon uh, Consider myself something of a mathlete, if you will. (laughs) All of a sudden, this major storm hits New York. Okay. Temperatures drop like 100 degrees immediately. And this is happening all over the world. There was a major storm surge comes into Manhattan. Temperatures outside at this point are like 150 below zero Fahrenheit. It's like the next great ice age. Finally get a phone reception to my dad. I find out later what he was saying was, for God's sake, listen to me. Make sure you have enough layers. Put on a jacket or a sweater. Heck, even a cardigan would work. It could save your life because he knows how cold it's getting. But the problem was, since everyone was on the phones, the line was kind of crackling. And all I heard him say was, for God's sake, listen to cardigan. It could save your life. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh, interesting. That's a weird time to be promoting a song, one that hasn't come out yet. Right. But, you know, that he, he knew so much about this life-saving, life-altering song. And I think it was even like the day that follows tomorrow, the first thing that I did was I, I listened to Cardigan. The day that follows tomorrow. The Jake Gyllenhaal movie, The Day After Tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> if you right. talk about Jake Gyllenhaal in here, I'm just going to... I'll either go into a rant or shut it down. <laughs> like, the there's no modes. in between. Let's hop into this album. MC, what's the first track that we're going to review on here? The track we're going to review is Cardigan. Vintage tea, brand new phone, high heels on, cobblestones. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. 
actually a love triangle in folklore. Oh. Yeah, it's in, I know at least three of the songs. I'm not sure exactly if there's any more, but Cardigan is one of them. The love triangle is between... Bet- between the person and the sweater and, <laughs> and that scarf that she gave, gave, gave whatever. <laughs> um, no, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah, you're getting ahead of yourself. I struck four. It's about James, Betty, and... We didn't know the name of the other girl, but Taylor calls her Augustine because her song is August, which we'll review later in the podcast. Oh. But Swifties actually, I think, well, we theorize about everything. It's kind of a joke because we count everything. Taylor posted a picture when the Evermore vinyl came out where she was like laying down like in grass and like the vinyl was next to her. And someone tweeted, they were like, all right, who's going to do it? who's going to count the blades of grass. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, gosh. literally everything. And I thought the Illuminati was, like, really obsessed <laughs> with symbols. Yeah. Swifties are detectives. Put Swifties on the case. We'll, we'll figure it out. Or we'll figure out a wrong theory and then right. miss all the right clues. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah, and this song is from Betty's point of view. Is Betty a real person? Well, actually, yeah. Taylor Swift is really, really good friends with Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. The three kind of like names in the love triangle are James, Betty, and Inez, who is just like this gossiper in the song Betty. Like she doesn't okay. really, they don't really bring her up again. Their two kids' names were James and Betty. Oh. And then the way that people uncovered their third kid's name was because it was in folklore. So they are actually real people. The love triangle didn't happen, but they are real people. They're probably like seven. What a thing to hold over all your friends in school or at cocktail parties when people are like, my family just vacationed to wherever. Like, oh yeah, well, I'm name dropped in a Taylor Swift album. Yeah. That, is, that, that would be baby. awesome. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, so you got Betty. You got Betty. She's singing the song. Yeah, she just is talking about James because they were dating and she... It's just talking about like how he's there for her and how much she feels like she's really close to him mm-hmm. and talking about their connection. Taylor released one music video for Folklore and it was Cardigan. She sees like her piano glowing and she just sees like all this like golden light and it's like all sparkly and she's like, okay, what is that? So obviously, you know, she climbs into her piano to find out. Obviously. And um, <laughs> she comes back out in like this forest. She's not freaked out at all. She just starts playing the piano to Cardigan, you right. know? If the world gives you the perfect folklore setting, you got to play folklore. <laughs> it's true. At the end, she climbs out and she's all wet because she was just literally in the sea and the piano's floating and she's just like holding on to the piano for like good 30 seconds or something. Then she somehow climbs back in the piano. I don't really know how. She comes back out and she's all cold. And then right next to her on the bench in her log cabin is the cardigan. 
And so she puts on the cardigan. You could buy the cardigan at the time. Yeah, you it is could. my biggest regret in life <laughs> that I did not buy the cardigan. How much was it? Maybe $70. Oh my gosh. It is worth it. It's the cardigan. <laughs> it's not the cardigan. It is the cardigan. <laughs> you can ask anyone. It's like the scarf for Red Taylor's version. Like it's the yeah. cardigan. And my best friend Keely has it. Anytime I go over to her house, I just like put it on. I'm just so sad that I didn't get it when I could because I wasn't as into folklore as I am now. Now it's my favorite Taylor album. Favorite? Yes. More than 1989? Yes. More than Red? More than her Christmas album? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, don't bring up the Christmas album. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about the Christmas album. Not a high point. No. Yeah, so I'm really sad that I didn't get the cardigan, but I remember when we all watched the cardigan music video as a family mm-hmm. when it came out. and That's what we do in our house. Yeah. Instead of movie night, we're watching Taylor. <laughs> yep. Okay, so... The sweater. Right. The cardigan. Sorry. It's a cardigan. Betty is singing about a cardigan. She no, feels like a cardigan. She's singing about James. James. Oh. Keep up. James is wearing a cardigan. Come on, Dad. James has got a sweater no. on. Oh, gosh. James has sneakers on. Is cobblestone. This, is this related to the scarf that she gave Jake Gyllenhaal? Mm. Oof. No, I think this one is about Harry Styles. Oh, oh. Really? I'm not totally I thought these sure. were fictional characters that she's singing about in this. No, these are I mean, Blake Lively's kids. <laughs> well, I mean, those are the names. So as someone who's not embedded in the Taylor Swift culture, one question I would have is, so she keeps saying over and over, when you're young, they assume you know nothing. Is that a statement? Maybe she's still not accepted as this evolving artist? Yeah, there was a phase where she was kind of like the young country songstress who almost couldn't believe all the success was coming her way. Like, you know, Saturday Night Live would have her constantly like giggling, but she's clearly a brilliant songwriter, artist. That line just kept standing out to me because she just repeats it over and over. Some people still don't really respect her. They don't really Mm -hmm. accept her and all the work that she's done. So yeah, I definitely think that's a really big part of that line. So Betty... She feels like an old cardigan under someone's bed, and then she says, you put me on and said I was your favorite. She and James are a thing. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to see what happens. Oh, man. The next song we're going to cover is Exile. This is not part of the triangle. This is not right? part of the triangle, okay. but it is, if not the best, one of the top three best okay. songs on Folklore. I can see you standing, honey, with his arms around your body, laughing but the joke's not funny at all. And it took you five whole minutes to pack us up and leave me with it, holding all this love out here in the hall. I think I've seen this film before And I didn't like the ending You're not my homeland anymore So what am I defending now? You were my town Now I'm in exile seeing you out I think I've seen this film before Get your knuckles bloody for me 
Second, third, and hundredth chances Balancing on breaking branches Those eyes add insult to injury I think I've seen this film before And I didn't like the ending I'm not sure problem anymore So who am I offending now? You are my crown this is a relationship song though i know that much <laughs> so she's trying to go this indie yep. which indie began not as a sound but as a process and, you're yeah. not on a major label in an industry that you had to be on a major label yep. and so you have bands like rem really kind of changing the game where the industry had to accept them and had mm-hmm. to come to them creative freedom and the ability to do what you want without corporate suits and ties but then it does become a sound yeah indie rock becomes kind of a sound and Mm -hmm. it's a very broad description i mean it it could describe a lot of things Mm -hmm. but there's more of a less produced more of a lo-fi feel and sound a little more loose generally if she's going to try and go that route yeah you know, she pulls in really two hard hitters yep. to help her do that with Aaron Desner of the National, who's a darling, started out as indie band and then yep. became really popular. And then you've got Bonnie Vare. Bonnie Vare, right. which Who, is like golden child. Was in Raleigh. That's right. Moves to Wisconsin into a cabin in the woods, records his first solo album, I guess. Yep. That sort of ethos fits folklore yeah i was about to say i was like that's basically folklore type of vibe yeah the cabin in the woods when he's first singing i'm not immediately like oh that's bonnie bear then when he does that that and he does and he comes back in on that that bridge i'm like yeah there it is there it is that's bonnie bear he's got a thing i love his early stuff but man i just love his voice it's amazing it's so cool it's so good because he goes so low he's got that johnny cash low oh yeah but then also when he does the falsetto oh my gosh and it sounds great because he's got a naturally low voice so when he's doing it it's got like a timber to it Mm -hmm. that's not as like thin you've conquered country you've conquered pop it's almost the reverse path you'll yeah. typically end up in indie you start in indie to to get to pop here you're trying to conquer that world too you can't pick two better people to do that with yeah, yeah these people right. are a good fit with it being a duet it's great but like just their voices together especially like in the later part when he goes like higher and she goes low you are my town now i'm in exile seeing you out i think i love their voices together it's perfection <laughs> Did the song or this album make you go back and listen to like The National or Bonnie Vare? Did Swifties do that? I'm sure that some did. I did not. <laughs> That's what all the dads hoped. Yeah. Like when I found out. <laughs> yeah, when oh, I found National. out that oh Aaron Dessner. <laughs> high five. Middle-aged and, dads across the nation. Yeah. <laughs> daddy-daughter date. <laughs> it was like the biggest daddy-daughter date. <laughs> I didn't really know who they were because, you know. You're, Since you're I was seven, old. I'm only listening to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Listen to Casey Musgraves a few times, and then it's like back to Taylor, you know? Yep. I don't really listen to anything else. She's not lying. I remember you played me a few songs like by Bonnie Vare, and I was like, oh, yeah, I really like this. And then I like meant to download it and listen to it, and I just like never, never did. did. I should probably do that. I played it for you because you could see where the influences yeah. is very yeah. clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, <laughs> Matt, do you think that this will go down as one of the great duets in history? I'm not answering that. Oh, because you're afraid, I'm afraid of the Swifties. If I say no, then... Get mad emails yeah. you can use. Let's talk about some of these duets. Okay. All right, we're talking about Islands in the Stream. Island 
Top five. We're talking about endless love. Yes. Don't forget about Opposites Attract, Paul Abdul and MC, MC Scat, Scat Cat. Cat. Yes. Uh, that's Paul Abdul singing with a cartoon cat, <laughs> MC. Yeah. Remember being at the junior high dance? And I think I mentioned this before. Up on the screen, they played a video of Paul Abdul dancing with a cartoon cat. And I remember feeling like I'm watching the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the technology is just She's amazing. She's dancing with a cat. What kind of world do we live in? And he's singing too. And I'm watching a video in the cafeteria. <laughs> I would add, ain't no mountain high enough. Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell. The great duets, you've got to have the chemistry of the voices. Mm-hmm. you got to have the song that's really going to fit. I don't know. I, I kind of think this stands up to a lot of the greats. It's pretty darn good. It's a great song. You know what it reminds me of as well is Nothing Better by the Postal Service. got the guy's point of view and the woman's point of view going back and forth Mm -hmm. and this one you know you never gave a warning sign she's like i gave so many signs yeah that reminds me of and nothing better how she's trying to say like hey don't rewrite history it's not like you say it was and they're going back and forth i love that song Mm -hmm. shout out to our guest jm who was also the one who (laughs) tried to get us to review blues traveler (laughs) if i had to listen to that harmonica for days on end it would have been a really bad thanksgiving (laughs) <laughs> what has he tried to get us to review? He's tried to get us to do Creed. Creed. What else? Isn't that enough? <laughs> Gosh, man. He's out We're to on get to us. you. Yeah. All right. We should move on. We got to get MC to school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have homeroom scheduled today, so we got a couple extra minutes. Okay. What's the next song we're doing, MC? My Tears Ricochet. Is this Enya? Ah, I hope so. Is this, I hope is this so. the Fugees? <laughs> Why are you at the 
Taylor described it as an embittered tormentor <laughs> showing up at the funeral of its fallen object of obsession. Ouch. So we got a ghost singing this song. That's what I'm hearing. It's the ghost of a dead person. <laughs> Most ghosts are. <laughs> <laughs> True. Anyway, what's this about? What's, what's the ghost thing going on? The ghost thing is not an actual ghost. <laughs> she says it is. <laughs> Well, you know, Dad, not all music is literal, okay? They did live on a yellow submarine. (laughs) (laughs) She said in the Long Pond Studio sessions, it reminds her of, like, the person who you trust the most, who's, like, your best friend, suddenly becoming your worst enemy and knowing how they can hurt you because they were so close to you. They know all your secrets. They know all your Yeah, we think that part of it is about her albums that she recorded her Mm -hmm. debut through Mm -hmm. reputation the rights you know were stolen away from her i think part of it like some of the lyrics i feel like you can definitely kind of see where she might be talking about that and like going back to the cardigan on the cardigan each elbow it has three stars and we think it might be for each of her three her six albums she says you know in cardigan you drew stars around my scars Hmm. people might you know text me so be like i don't think it's about her masters like you know she said what it was about in long pond studio sessions but i can see at least even if it's not how some of the lyrics would kind of relate why is she so upset that they sold her masters because she didn't own them it was all of her music like all Mm -hmm. that she had written and she couldn't get them back because they didn't let her have any input at all Mm. on selling them she was also upset because they were sold to this Jake guy who's... Jake <laughs> <laughs> What if he bought him? What if he bought him? If but, I was Jake Gyllenhaal, man, I'd walk out wearing a scarf every day, and every single day I would take that scarf off and just like leave it somewhere. Oh, my god. And all gosh. the Swifties would lose their minds. Oh, my gosh. That would not be pretty for him. No. I'm blown away by the... How either purposely calculated all this stuff is or how much is read into it. I just think it's fascinating. You know, we've talked about it before with like R.E.M., mm-hmm. with Green. I remember looking at the album cover and the R was superimposed with a four. And I was like, what does that mean? You know, yeah. you're like you're diving into these things, trying to figure out what these clues mean. I'm what, a little jealous. I it mean, must be fun honestly, to be a yeah. Swifty. We've talked about also like in this sort of digital music age, you kind of lose staring at, you know, Abbey Road yeah. and thinking, why is Paul barefoot? because well, he's dead, man. Everybody he's dead. Knows. He's right. He's dead. He died in a car crash two years ago. George is in denim and he's got a cigarette. He's the grave digger. All the theories. And, That's kind of yeah. what makes being a music fan so much fun. Trying to figure stuff uh, out. Trying to figure also, all this stuff out. Taylor, she plays into it. I mean, she's the oh, one no, who does yeah. all this. No, people still do that with every single one of her songs. Swifties will like theorize over everything, like yeah. every single day. And everyone like talks about each other's theories and sometimes it gets out of hand in the shake it off music video when she's dancing with all her fans she's wearing a black shirt and she was wearing a black shirt in an interview and some people were like 1989 re-recording coming next people were like she's wearing the same color (laughs) you know like sometimes it does get out of hand but um it is definitely like one of the best parts of being a swifty is talking about all the theories and theorizing with everyone i wish that we'd had that with rem what's the next track we're doing mc the next track is august is this part of the triangle? This is. Oh, here we go. Drama. Goody. Back when we were still changing for the better, wanting was enough. For me, it was enough. To live for the hope of it all. Cancel plans just in case you call and say, meet me behind the mall. So much for someone love and saying us, cause you weren't.
twisted in bed sheets I get sipped away like a bottle of wine Cause you were never mine this might be my favorite on the album. Oh, really? This is Dream Pop. I've played the Sundays for mm-hmm. you a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Harriet Wheeler is the queen of Dream Pop, in my opinion. It's a sound that is atmospheric, yep. ethereal. It has a lot of space. Dreamy. Kind of yeah, a dreamy, dreamy. Yeah. sound. It's yeah. dreamy pop, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, here's an example from the Sundays. Oh, yeah. Definitely can see it. Yeah. So like bright, oh, yeah. shimmery guitars. Yeah. And August is just like, I mean, no one dislikes that song. I'm sure that some people don't like some of the songs. I don't know why, but I'm sure that some people do. Everyone loves August. It was uh, featured on the Rolling Stone list of best songs of 2020. It was number five. Really? At the um, Grammys? I'm not exactly sure how many she was nominated for. I forgot. She only won one. If our viewers can't see, I just rolled my eyes. (laughs) Go back and watch her performance because it's amazing. She had three songs to choose from and out of all of Folklore and Evermore, August was one of them because it's just so popular. Everyone loves it so much. So this is part of the triangle. This is part of the triangle. We didn't know who sang this one at first. Like we didn't know their name because mm-hmm. Taylor never mentions it. So she calls the person Augustine since it's August. James has given all his time to Betty in Cardigan. Mm-hmm. And, and then this song happens. You're not really sure what happens yet, but we'll find out later in the song Betty. But Augustine is singing about James. It sounds like he's dister. Augustine. The kids still use that word dis. Dist. Kids. <laughs> Oh, um, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm guessing not. Canceled her. Canceled. 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 <laughs> yep, yep. She got canceled. No, she's like, I remember thinking I had you, but I can see us lost in the memory. I don't think it's as much of a sad song though. So much for summer love and saying us, because you weren't mine to lose. He has left her. At least for like most parts of this song, I think it's her kind of looking she's back looking on it. Back, but it's yeah. gone. It's done. There's like a finality to it where she's just looking back on it. But I don't think all of it is like a revenge song or anything. You know, it's no. not. It's not like it's not a diss track. No, it's not. A, it's not. No. It's really not. Okay, so he left Betty. Well, he cheated on Betty. He cheated with her. <gasps> with Augustine. Okay, and oh. now he's done with Augustine. And we'll find out what happens next in Betty. But man, happens so so fast. And someone pointed out that in Cardigan, Betty is singing about all the details and what she loves about James, like how close she feels to him. And Augustine just keeps repeating the same things over and over because it was only... She didn't have that much. No, she didn't have that much. Wow, that's that's cool. Let's get to... Can we listen to Betty? Yeah. (laughs) Let's get to Betty. We got to find out what happens here. Yeah. So this is James singing to Betty. James plays harmonica. <laughs> oh, John Popper. He's a big... <laughs> Betty, I won't make assumptions about why you switched your homeroom, but I think it's because of me. Betty, one time I was riding on my skateboard when I passed your house. It's like I couldn't breathe. You heard the rumors from Inez You can't believe a word she says most times But this time it was true The worst thing that I ever did Was what I did to you But if I just showed up at your party Would you have me? Would you want me? Would you tell me to go 
myself or lead me to the garden in the garden would you trust me if i told you it was just a summer thing i'm only 17 i don't know anything but i know i miss you This is the song, Betty. It's from James' point of view. He's trying to get her back. It's kind of interesting because, like, part of it is, like, he's saying, I miss you, you know, but then also part of it is him saying, like, it's just a summer thing, making excuses. He describes what happens. He says, I was walking home on broken cobblestones, just thinking of you. Convenient. Mm. Yeah. When she pulled up. Like yeah, I was about to ask you to play that part because I was like, you really need it to understand the story. Yeah. She pulled up like a figment of my worst intentions. That's a good line. Mm. She said, James, get in, let's drive, which... In August, she talks about pulling up in the car. Mm-hmm. That's saying, Yeah, that's the yeah. same thing. Ooh, those days turned into nights. Slept next to her, but I dreamt of you all summer long. She don't want to hear that. James just mm. isn't really a great guy. James, you're the worst. <laughs> and Swifties were so mad when, like, spoiler alert, at the end of Betty, Betty does forgive James. Okay. And she... At the end of Betty? Yeah. I love, I showed up at your party. Will you kiss me on the porch in front of all your stupid friends? Yeah. <laughs> Man, he's winning her back. Yeah. First of all, look, baby, I know I was with that other girl, yeah. but I was thinking about you the whole time. Yeah, she I, anything that's to me. cool. Then can you get your stupid friends out of the way? Yeah. <laughs> and then standing in your cardigan. <gasps> she I'm doesn't just you, feel like cardigan. a cardigan; she wears the cardigan. But he is the cardigan. <laughs> Whoa! Mind blown. <laughs> it's just a sweater that he wears. <laughs> I got you know I I regret it. I went to Target. There was a new sweater. I wore it for a little while, but I'm always going to come back to you. The old cardigan under under my bed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a departure for her, though, to be writing these stories. Because usually she's writing about from her own point of view. These are like little fables and things that she's writing. Very, very much like storytelling and stuff. Folk music. And Betty has a pitch change. Oh, my gosh. Which I know you love. You know I love those. Let's play it now, man. Yeah, let's play it now. It's so good. Yeah, I showed up at your party. Yeah, you did. <laughs> she's, she's holding it out too, man. Yeah. Building it. <laughs> then what did you do, Taylor? Yeah, I showed up at your party. Will you happy? Will you love me? Will you kiss me? So this is when it changes. Yeah. This is when Betty accepts him back. Yep. You know, that's what that represents. Yep. That's the see, that's Brilliant. the beautiful thing about a key change is it's not just like a musical tool. Right. It's a storytelling tool. <laughs> that's right. That is so hyped up about this. That's the resolve, man. <laughs> I love it. I won't say that goes down in the greatest key changes, well, which we've discussed we before. Discussed. And we will again. <laughs> like, man, that's a good one. It's, it's a good one. one. It yeah. is a good one. That's yeah, awesome. Betty is the ending song of the love triangle, okay. and it's kind of the end of the story. And it's resolved. Yeah, it's resolved. Betty takes him back, and Swifties were so mad about that. Ooh, I cannot even back. begin to explain. Track six on Evermore, which is Folklore's sister album, that came out, I think, five or six months later. So you can also imagine Swifties were like, what is going on? 2020 is the best year for no, y'all. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> and um, Here's the one thing I'm hoping about Taylor Swift. Matt, is that it will teach my daughters mm-hmm. not to be dating James's and taking James's back. No. True. You know? Don't do that. Learn lessons from Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Track six on um, Evermore is called No Body, No Crime. It's like a fake... Betty murders a- James? <laughs> no, mm. it's not part of the Love Triangle. I'm glad that Love Triangle was resolved. Yeah. I'm just, I feel a little bit better about that. It's a roller coaster. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not happy that Betty took James back, but that's neat that all three of those tied him. MC, 
although you are just a freshman, you got to get ready. And so we're going to help you prepare because yes. in the yearbook, your senior year, you get to choose a quote that represents either your time in school or what you're looking forward your future, to. future. Yeah. yeah. Your place in time. And so this is the section of Finest Work Songs that we call your senior quote. MC, what is your senior quote going to be under your picture? And it probably is going to be from a Taylor yeah, Swift album, No, no, so. definitely. <laughs> I think that my senior quote will be, she had a marvelous time ruining everything. Nice. As a joke, because no. I feel like in general, like, like I get good grades and, you know, people say that I'm like kind to people and, you know, I don't know. I You're, feel like you are without a doubt one of the sweetest people ever. Thank you. Yes. So I just thought that would be funny. You know, she a had a marvelous contrarian. time ruining everything, which is from track three, the last great American dynasty. Like, I feel like that would kind of make people be like, what? <laughs> you know, good. that's a good one. That's really good. All right. What about you, Matt? I'm taking it a little bit out of context because I'm only using a, a part of this section of Betty, but I would use I'm only 17. I don't know anything. That's good. <laughs> man, that really is James's argument. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. And when I look back, man, at 17. I don't know anything. Gosh, yeah, I didn't you know think anything. Did. I still don't know anything. But yeah. man, at 17, it was bad. It's also kind of funny because Betty says, you know, when you are young, they assume you know nothing. And James like, I'm only 17. I don't know anything. Oh, that's right. Yep. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's Taylor. So I feel like I need to do something relational. And actually, that's what I was going to pick was when you are young, they assume you know nothing. Mm-hmm. But I knew you. And then <laughs> this is the mystery. Who's he talking about? Oh, that'd, be, that'd be a total <laughs> the suspense. thing to do. Yeah. yeah. People would be 40 years later, it. people are like, was he talking about me? Who's he talking about? Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about Doug. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listeners, another thing we do is challenge one another. If you had to remove a song, which one would it be? And so this is pretty easy. What's Taylor going to do? Taylor's going to put you in a song, and the Swifty Nation's going to come after you. Matt, let's start with you. If you had to remove a song, which one would it be? Hey, I'm not touching this. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not removing a song. <laughs> not getting involved. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm, taking, I'm, I'm pleading the fifth or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you really not? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, MC, what about you? At first, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a hard time with this, because I do love all of folklore, and it was hard to decide. But in the end, I would take off illicit affairs. That's the thing about illicit affairs and clandestine meetings and longing stares. It's born from just one single glance, but it dies and it dies and it dies a million little times. I know that some people love it. I just feel like this storytelling just isn't really as strong as in a lot of the other songs on Folklore. You know, it's still a fine song, but the only part that I really like is the bridge of it. Ah, oh, man, I love this song. Really? It is fierce. I mean, of course it's still amazing, <laughs> but if I would have to take one off, that's the yeah. one I would take off, just because it's my least favorite, not because right. I don't like it. Right. Yeah. What about you? I think for me it would be Hoax. Stood on the cliffside screaming, give me a reason. Your faithless love's the The look she's given me. Oh my gosh, the death glare. <laughs> well, I know that there is no right There's answer. There's no right answer for you. Well, I thought you were going to do peace instead of hoax at first. I would be more mad if it was That was peace. up there. By the time we get to hoax, I've had my fill of the no, sound and the feel, mm-hmm. and there's not a great chorus on it or anything that yeah. draws me in. It's just, it lands a little flat for me. It's also um right after peace. I feel like it's pretty similar to peace. Like, I don't know. 
I can see that. Okay. MC, congratulations on winning the illustrious listener's choice. famous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And also, thanks for coming on. I don't think that we would have been able to talk about Taylor Swift, any album, but we couldn't talk about folklore without your help. So thanks so much. Thank you. This has been great. Thanks for having me on. Seriously, MC, this has been such a thrill to talk about this and, and for me to dive into this album, which I had not done before now. So it was a great opportunity to do that. Shout out to Aaron Desner, because now you are richer than you ever would have imagined (laughs) because you have songwriting credits on a Taylor Swift album. Way to go. Brilliant move. Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. love engaging on social media on Twitter or Instagram at Finest Work Songs. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook or at our website finestworksongs.com and keep those emails coming. Finestworksongs at gmail.com. We got one more episode one this more. season. Our Christmas episode. Yes. And we got some great albums for you. We can't <laughs> wait to share. Oh, yes. So we'll see you next time. But until then, I'm going to take us out on a little bit more Dream Pop. Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music.